0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start a Hustle brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back. Back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCoursey here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh man, I'm just glad to be back and graced with your presence again. How have you been? Doing good and live in 190 countries. Look at this. True. Yeah. Now, you know, one thing is is we people might have been wondering where is Matt Watson? We he's like the fine silverware in China. We break him out for special occasions. And since today's episode is about the top startups in Austin, Texas, well, we had to, we had to go get the GOAT himself. Here I am, ready to go. Just wind me up and put me out there. Right, right. Yeah, and remember, Ron Burgundy reads what's on the teleprompter. Now, speaking of that, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by FullScale.io, helping your company become one of your city's top startups Call us if you need help with software developers. Man, a lot of people sure do. So, Matt, here we are. We're continuing our trip around everywhere. We've gone to Kansas City. We've gone to St. Louis. And this is our third trip on the top stop list. Uh, You know, before we get far, we got 12 companies that we have identified as being amongst the top, uh, just everything they're doing in Austin. Uh, Before we get too far into that, like, what do you know about Austin, Texas? Have you ever been there?
1: They have barbecue that's not as good as Kansas City's.
0: <laughs> way, to, way to alienate our Austin listeners. <laughs> right that. But it's, it, it's hot as hell in the summer. True. Have you been uh,
1: I've been there a handful of times, yeah, for business-related stuff, yeah. There's a lot of companies
0: there. Yeah, Austin has been uh, has been a rapidly growing company, especially over this last decade. And I think Apple's moving there as well. Right. I thought I read Tesla's moving to Texas, too. They're all moving to Texas Goodbye, California. Yeah. Well, you know, there's one thing about Texas is I don't they do not have state income tax. And that is a draw. Um, now, as far as Austin goes, I've been there a bunch. I don't even know how many times I've been there. I've been there that much. Uh, why? Well, I have family that lives in Texas. So I've spent a lot of time in San Antonio as well as Kerrville, which isn't too far away, but yeah, Austin's a lot of fun. I, uh, once got really drunk there on sixth street and I bought a whole case of handmade cigars and I don't smoke cigars. So that tells you what kind of a day that was, but maybe not my top day. But without further ado, let's get into who some of the top companies are. I believe you've got the very first one, Matt.
1: Yeah. So the first company on our list in no
0: particular order, right? No particular order. Correct. We should establish that, that you don't rank them. You're on the list or you're not. It's a very binary thing. Yes or no. So anyway, back to you, Matt. All right. So the number, the first
1: company on the list is ChronoLogic. And so this company has been around for uh, a little while now. looks like they've raised about four and a half million dollars, um, which is pretty awesome. And they have built a system that helps uh, salespeople and, and other employees uh, schedule appointments. And I don't know about you, but there's nothing more annoying than emailing somebody back and forth, trying to figure out when the hell are we going to meet? Um, there's a lot of different tools out there that do this sort of stuff. So um, I'd be interested to learn more about how they differentiate themselves. But these, these sort of products are, are super, super valuable for scheduling appointments.
0: Yeah, well, uh, being the founder of Gigabook, I was curious about that same thing myself. Like, how are they different? And it's, it's advanced logic. Um, it's not just about, hey, here's an open spot. Do you want it? Yes or no. It's about the routing and the follow-up and a lot of things that um, salespeople and revenue generation teams often suck at. You know, like they're good at getting a meeting and having an, a a call, and then they're just kind of sit there and wait for people to bring them money. It yeah, these kind of tools just reduce friction.
1: Instead of emailing back and forth, arguing about when to meet, like here, go, click, let's go.
0: <laughs> I like that you phrased that as arguing about when to meet because it might <laughs> as well be. Yeah, it really. Yeah. Okay, so so they're they're chronologic Company number one now. Next on our list is prism.fm. Now, I, I had an opportunity to record a podcast, which we will be playing in the coming days with Matt Ford, and Matt's the CEO and founder. So um, this, this tool and this platform I found to be particularly interesting because it's a platform that helps touring bands and artists organize and pull off everything that they do. Uh, on the road, you're just talking about tour management. Uh, you know, I wrote a book on the subject with my friend Joel Cummins from Umphreys McGee, and there are a lot of logistics issues in and around the music and the performance business that people don't know exist. Like some of it is just whether or not you're going to get paid or not. And, you know, if you think about it, so if Matt and Matt's touring uh, rock show, comes through Kansas city and you know, somehow the owner of the venue is like, well, I'm going to have to send you a check. And then we leave town. We don't have a whole lot of ways to come back around and collect that money. So artists get stiffed a lot. There's a lot of planning and stuff that goes into it. Overall, uh, the founder is very intent on creating something awesome for the industry. They've raised three, $3.2 million. And, Um, honestly being in Austin, which is really known for live music and performance, uh, uh, they're in a good spot to try to, to gain some traction and find some people that want to use it. Next.
1: All right. So next on the list is subversive. And so this company does a lot of cool stuff with artificial, uh, I'm sorry, virtual reality and, um, virtual augmentation augmented reality. So, this type of technology is um really kind of picked up steam the last few years. Um I was looking to buy some virtual reality stuff for my my kids for Christmas even. So, and I think it's really cool for certain companies that are trying to do some really cut, cutting-edge stuff, demos of their product, showing off um you know, building out a building and being able to walk through the building and see what it's going to look like and I think we're just scratching the surface on Uh, VR and augmented reality. And these guys look like they're kind of leading the effort there. Been been doing this looks like over three years and have have raised over $4 million in funding. So doing some cool stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm really fascinated with the whole AR VR movement because people at first, it just seemed kind of like a toy or a game. And I'm really just seeing a lot of commercial applications that are coming up, and I've done some shows recently with uh, not these guys, but a different company. That, uh, that you know, like I'm just, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of movement in this space, and I, I think that uh, it's driven by a lot of you know. Well, COVID may have actually helped this business, sure, in yeah. ways, yeah, uh, and, and 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 I, I don't know that for a fact, but I would think that it probably did, and. You know, we've even here on Startup Hustle, have gone all the way back to, do you remember having Joel Tepley in and talking about computer vision and they uh-huh. had, had, they did the driver for uh, the paint app Yep. and it was just amazing. Now this stuff's super complex. Uh, so I, and according to the people I've talked to, it's becoming a lot, it's becoming a lot easier to get uh, into some of this stuff because a lot of developer kits and different stuff like yep. that have come yep, up. Yep and made it, and made it uh, uh, a lot more accessible. Speaking of accessible, I should probably hit this button that puts this sign up that says we're talking about Austin's top startups. So if we could just get an AI that would remind me to do my job here on the podcast. All right, so next on the list, this is another company that I had a opportunity to record with, Perpix, And as an, Anish Dewan is the founder. Now I'm, I'm seeing, th- they specialize in, uh, Gen Z consumers, and I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of stuff in this space because Gen Z is remarkably different from an outreach standpoint. Um, which, for example, on the start on our startup hustle TV promo, we had a 90 second version, we had a 60 second version, and then we had what was known as the Gen Z version, which is 17 seconds long. Uh, but the, the the folks and the kit and the kids, because we're old Matt compared to Gen Z they're they want it's it's a different approach. And with that uh, comes some different thought and, and everything else. So um, I mean, it's a it's a SaaS enabled marketplace that they've got the connects brands, they've got Shake Shack, Cliff Bar, some other people in there and really seem to be growing well, they've raised a couple million bucks in, in a seed round. And, uh, you know, if anyone can help help you figure out those crazy kids, it might be Perpix. Now, that said, I'm going back to back. Um next on our list also someone I had the honor and pleasure of sitting down to record a show with I uh, is Eternova. Now Matt th- this startup does something that no other startup that we have talked to does. They will take the ashes of your loved one and turn it into a diamond. Whether no. it's your dog or your mom or your whoever they will turn that into a diamond. Uh, so, uh, they've been on shark tank, uh, got investment on shark tank and wow. have done really well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a unique, you know, we, Hey, riches in the niches, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, this was one I hadn't heard of before. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, it seems like I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, it didn't seem to be a very crowded space. Now we did do an episode once with Courtney lane, who will take your loved one's hair yeah some some interesting stuff with it but yeah i learned a lot about uh lab grown diamonds and a lot of different stuff now this company's raised 4.8 million dollars over four rounds so there's some traction there and there's some belief in it and having recently lost my mother i will tell you that there is a whole when you go through the funeral process they sit you down and basically do you want this do you want this it's almost like buying something from like Vistaprint. print like I was expecting them to sell, try to sell me a mouse pad. So if they can, if they can find some way to be in that, in that kind of distribution channel, they could have an army of salespeople out there working for them mm-hmm. in a heartbeat, which could, you know, so yeah, I saved the next one for you. Um, because I just know that you're a, a big, you're big into your food.
1: Yeah. So the next one is journey foods. So they have created some software to help um, food manufacturers manage all the ingredients and supply chain um, that's, that's going into the foods using artificial intelligence and some really large databases around different ingredients and stuff like that. So looks like some pretty cool technology. And I bet if you're a, you know, kind of medium to large size brand that manages a lot of different, uh, you know, packaged foods that you, you create uh, this would be really, really useful. And, These days, a lot of companies are trying to eliminate preservatives and all these things go more natural. So I'm sure software like this, tools like this can help them identify different ingredients to use and where to source those ingredients and the nutritional changes, all that stuff. So it's pretty cool stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think some of this too is, uh, and I would have, once again, back into things that COVID changed a little bit, supply chain management. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, if you don't have ingredients to make something, you know, we, I I remember talking to, um, uh, gosh, like why his name is slipping me, the the beef guy, uh, Chris Kovac who wasn't able to deliver beef jerky for a month and a half because he couldn't get the kind of salt from Italy that they had to change the recipe and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I, I think that, that, I mean, obviously food's a big, a big part of everything, but with the rapidly changing world uh, you know, I mean just seeing so many people that don't want the preservatives, all the crap. And then I think there's another element, like, like you you have uh, one or more children that have a nut allergy. Yes. And, yep. And that's serious, man. Like yep. killing, killing, killing your users is a bad idea. So, you know, learning how to manage some of that, but okay. Now this next one, I'm really excited about what these next folks are, are building. The company's called immersed. And I had a chance to sit down with Renji Bajoy. Now, Matt, as, as my business partner in full scale, one of the things that we run into the most is people would love to be in the same room with their remote team. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. AR and VR. Have that feeling like you're right there in that same room with whoever you're working with and considering that we travel halfway around the world to visit our staff at full scale, that would be very interesting. So this is a very interesting company that has just recently created a partnership with Facebook. So... Uh, 1.8 million dollars in funding and I really hope that they do well with this because that would be something I would really be interested in trying using and uh, promoting I mean because like I said it's just that that whole if AR and VR can get that feeling of being in the same room I'm not 100% sure how they're going to pull that off but who knows knows? I I think
1: we'll continue to see more uh, innovation in this space is with remote technology. So I think it's very cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that with the way bandwidth and access to bandwidth, and you look at things like Starlink, uh, mm-hmm. providing high speed internet to every inch of the planet at some point, mm-hmm. it's going to make stuff like this really, really accessible mm-hmm. to a lot of different people and could really like bring us all together in a way that um, hopefully is really productive. All right. Who yeah. you got next on your list.
1: All right, the helper bees. So this is a group that uh, looks to help help people do in home care. And, you know, in America, we've got an aging population. And there's a lot of people working in 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 home care these days. And so any kind of service that can help uh, achieve that and um, take care of people that need care from home uh, is really valuable. So it's really cool, cool company.
0: Now, this is, uh, and once again, I don't have stats or confirmation, but I would think that this would be a company that COVID probably pushed forward as well in a good way. And I just say that because, you know, the uh, COVID has run rampant through um, nursing homes and those kind of care facilities. And it's very difficult to take care of a patient that isn't able to stand or feed themselves or do a lot of different things. You cannot do that in a socially distant way. So you know that said, and how well publicized that is is probably why this company's raised six point one million dollars in a Series A. And you know, I would think that there are probably a lot of people that uh, don't want to put mom and dad into a group home facility right now. given, no way. That, You know, th- I mean, that's just it's. We saw it coming. I mean, that's what got my mom and. You know, there's really like, I mean, on many levels, it wasn't a surprise because it's just been a really big issue there. So and you and once again, you know, people living longer and, uh, you know, longer and longer and longer. I would think that that would be uh, uh, a growth industry in many ways. All right. You got the next you got the next one, too. Yeah. So the next one is called Groove ID.
1: And so they've created a series of tools that are sort of related to HR and IT management. So, for example, at full scale, when we hire somebody new, you know, if we have to go add them to 10 different databases and different, you know, things like Salesforce and Jira and Google's G Suite and all this crap, Slack, you know, they, they make it so, you know, one click, you can do all that stuff when you hire somebody or an, an employee leads and, you know, setting up their access or removing it and and different things like that. So, um definitely helps with onboarding new employees and i'm sure helps a lot with security type stuff too auditing who has access to things a lot of different use cases here so this is pretty cool technology i can relate to as i can be the guy who has to set that crap up so <laughs>
0: Well, and then on many levels, it could, I mean, if you're talking about t- uh, bigger companies, 10 different departments, 10 different people to coordinate with, oh, yeah. you talk about the amount of time just like dealing with all of that and, you know, like lost lost productivity because someone doesn't have access to this or they don't have access to that or you're just having the same conversation eight times. And I mean, I think this is just classic business process management efficiency that, you know, like, uh, well, don't you say you like boring I love software that is boring. Yeah, it just works. It's boring. it boring, is boring it's... enough.
1: Uh, I think it fits that.
0: Yes, exactly. I think it'd be super useful. You know, saving money is making money. So you know, when you're paying people to do a whole bunch of stuff, and they're not there for it, then you know, that's all right. So next on the list, place technology. Now it's a Software company that uh, builds innovative applications on the Salesforce platform, which is something we've seen grow. Doing people doing more and more is actually mm-hmm. using Salesforce as the core driver of their like their operating system, mm-hmm. and then they are literally using Salesforce developers to customize the platform. Now. Um, you know, that said, I mean, it's it's corporate performance management, uh, c- combines transactional level financial and cash forecasting, budgeting, modeling, consolidation, core planning. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, that that's that we've always talked about buy or build. And you have a platform like Salesforce, which is massive. There's so many things that are already pre-built in there that you don't have to go back and try to build yourself when you build on top of that platform. And, you know, that's, that's uh, been a newer one for me. I, you know, like four or five years ago, I wasn't really talking to anybody, if ever anyone that was building on, they were customizing Salesforce and maybe doing some development, but not necessarily building entire SaaS products for other people on top of that. Yeah. So yeah. You know, yeah, uh, we we did uh, a lot of in my old old company.
1: We did a lot with Salesforce, and we customized it to do a lot of stuff. And it's pretty cool how you can extend it and build all sorts of custom, you know, uses on top of it instead of brighten software from scratch. So it's it's sort of a yep. no code, low code type solution to some degree.
0: Yeah, yeah. The only the only downside of that stuff I've seen in the past is there just don't seem to be a ton of actual experienced Salesforce developers, because it's really kind of hit a curve. So, you know, that's one of the things that's uh, every, every plus kind of has its minuses. So, Mm -hmm. all right, Matt, next on the list, we're down, we're down to our last two. Yeah. So
1: the next one is a company called Crave Retail. And this looks like a pretty cool solution. So they're trying to help people in the store optimize uh, when you, when you go to try on clothes and stuff like that, and go to the dressing room. A lot of times people, you know they try stuff on but they don't buy anything. So they're trying to help um help the shopper understand like oh this comes in different colors or comes in different sizes or things that would go uh well with the item that you're you're trying on. And you know which I think is really true. How many times you go to say Nordstroms, you try on a pair of pants, you're like, "Well, I like this, but I like the other color." If I could just click one button and order that from their website, I would probably do it. But instead, I'm like, I don't want to wander around the store for the next hour trying to find this damn thing or talking to salespeople and then having to order it. But if I could have just like click, click, click on their website, it's easier. So, you know, I, I could see uh, technology like this helping drive more in-store sales.
0: Yeah, you know, one thing I like about this is as is, is people, um, we're usually not that great at dressing ourselves so things that are like, you know, like here's a suggested tie or a shirt to mm-hmm. go with the pants or some things like that. Like I'm I'm all ears, you know, like when I buy nicer clothes, I actually go to men's warehouse because there is a man or a woman there that kind of lays all that stuff out. And you're like, OK, that, 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 that. And I'm in and I'm out because I hate shopping. I hate trying shit on. I'm either like a two X or an XL. I never know. It's challenge. And then like, like you said, it's like, Oh, I don't like this color. I don't want to go dig, dig through, you know, a bunch of shirts to find the one that I don't know, man. And why do they put all those pins in them? (laughs) I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. You know, like I'm wearing the same t-shirt that I've been the same one of eight t-shirts I've been wearing for years. Since the pandemic started, you've been wearing that same shirt. I've been wearing an iteration of this shirt since <laughs> I've known you. And I believe you have too. on It's a comfortable shirt. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. It's just respect the hustle on it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think, I think that honestly, when it comes to retail and all the struggles and crap that they're going through, like this seems to, this seems to like some kind of, of upsell efficiency or any type anything that could boost sales on a retail level or create some kind of innovation. Like, cause you, you look at something that's been around since the history of time and it's competing with e-commerce and Amazon and like all these different things now, like retail's got to adapt a little bit. Otherwise it's going to finish disappearing. Well, retail, a lot of
1: times is a showroom, right? And people go buy stuff online. And I think this yeah. is a way to help, help the retailer do mm-hmm. that. And like my wife has a terrible time buying clothes and finding the right sizes and stuff um because of her size. And um this could be really helpful for her. It's like, oh, I really like this, but I needed a different size. If I could just do it myself and order it online or whatever, it'd be awesome.
0: So she needs because Matt's wife is is very small, so she may need to know that it also comes in a children's size. Yes, absolutely. The, this this struggle is real. Um if you look hard enough online, you'll see a picture of me standing next to Mrs. Watson. And I look like I am seven feet tall and I'm not. That's <laughs> still one yeah. of the best pictures ever. Yeah. So, okay. Well, man, we, we cooked through 11 great companies and now we're down to the last one. And I, I like this last one. It's at Athena security. And so what the, they do, hardware and software, which is a brave undertaking for any entrepreneur. You're now you'd have to deal with a whole lot of different stuff, not just one solution. But it detects people moving throughout entryways, doorways, possibly choke points. Um, and, you know, considering the state of the pandemic and also the fact that like, all right, so, um, you know, we just move full scale into a new office building. And I can't, I don't want it open to the public because I can't, without a product or something like this, I don't know who the hell's in the building and who's not. And you also have like pandemic things, you have capacity controls and, and just, just a lot of general security. And right now you've got one out of five people that are in the office the way that they used to be amidst other stuff. And then, you know, certain things like, uh, well, you know, maybe you can only have 10% of of the space. Yeah. Things like this, unless you're going to sit there like with a little plus and minus chart. And, well, and temperature you know, screening. That... Temperature screening yes. is a big one too. Yeah, I'm hot all the time, especially especially when I'm rolling the dice in Vegas, man. <laughs> 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 oh my god, so not true. I'm pretty sure that we watched each other lose our casino money when we went to Vegas together. That was. Yeah, I'm better off at other types of gambling, like, you know, early stage businesses or something like that, because that's that's way safer. So. All right. So we went through 12 companies. I I like all these companies. I thought that our team did a really good uh, job of putting this list together. I think, yeah, I think there's a a wide
1: variety of stuff here and definitely some Mm -hmm. cool companies. Some of them that are definitely getting by the current pandemic, I'm sure
0: yeah and you know honestly there was a bigger list in austin you know we we they they have a, a very vibrant and interesting startup scene down there now out of these like who, who are some of the ones that like what what who do you like in this list
1: hmm i i really like subversive i really like the ar vr stuff they were doing um their website had some really incredible stuff on it and uh if I was a big brand or or company wanting to do some really cool, cutting edge stuff, um, I would definitely be reaching out to them and figuring out how to do some cool stuff.
0: Yeah, I, you know the one one of the the one that stood out the most to me, and it was immersed because you know having dealt with so many different clients, prospects, and employees in the course of running full scale, uh, any you know anything that. That's the number one objection we get They said, well, we like to have our team all in the same place. So Mm -hmm. anything that could possibly make that feel a little a a little more like the case is is very interesting. Um, And then I I have a second one. I I really like Prism.fm. And that's just because, you know, I worked in and around the music industry for so long. And I know some so many people that still tour. I've been waiting for someone to build this. For years, like I thought about this years ago, I was like, someone should build something like this. Now I was doing other stuff and didn't want to take it on. But that is definitely uh, and, and it's interesting, because even though now COVID did not do these guys a favor, because music has yeah. basically stopped. Yeah. But that said, uh, I think a lot of you know, the musicians and people I know that are in that industry, they have basically told me they're like, well, we've learned some important lessons about staying lean. And running efficient. And there's a lot of that because, you know, I mean, the revenue went bye bye. And I just know from so many, you know, like getting paid as a musician is a big deal, man. A lot of people get stiffed. And then you just talk about all this different stuff. And when you're out touring and you're on the road and whatever, like, I mean, most mid-level bands maybe have a manager. Maybe. And then they're doing it themselves. So anything that can create uh, efficiency around that is... Pretty good, so yeah. All in all, and I, I think I think Austin did a pretty darn good job of uh, of uh, or their startup community did of, of coming up with this list. Absolutely, and Austin's got to be one of the
1: top five places to be in in the United States for startups. I would think they've got to be in that that top five or so. It's it's a hot place to be.
0: Yeah, I think they've really shot up. You know, we can when Jill and I lived in Indianapolis before we moved back to Kansas City, Austin was our B city. Like mm. we looked into Austin. Now, having uh, elderly parents, we wanted to come here because, you know, they don't get too much of a chance with that. So, Matt, there I do have a question for you, though. Do you know where the next stop on our list is? Hmm. Was it Colorado? It is, but yeah. not the whole state. Boulder, Denver, Denver. which is kind of like Boulder. It's the, you get to call, you get to call them the same. um, Although we know they're not, but yeah, Denver, next stop on the list, January. Um, It's all going to be about weed. (laughs) Yeah. That's becoming less of a big deal
1: now since it's everywhere. Except for where, except for Kansas. Yeah. And when I was in Oklahoma, you could buy weed on Sundays, but not alcohol. So whatever. Wow.
0: Wow. That's, that's amazing. So yeah. yeah, And that's that I was joking. Although who knows, I don't know who's going to be on the list now, Denver, much like I, we talked about, you know, you talk about like a top five city. So I think some of the, the, like you have a couple different tiers and I think you get like New York, Chicago, the Valley and some Mm -hmm. places like that, these huge cities that are in that top tier. And then the next tier down, Uh, I've always referred to Denver and Austin. Now Mm -hmm. here in Kansas city, uh, we're trying to elevate to getting in that conversation with Denver and Austin and Kansas city's got a great startup scene considering the size of the market, but, uh, you know, Colorado really, uh, really, grew quickly when they legalized cannabis. Oh yeah. Uh, ten years ago. A lot of people moved there, a lot of a lot of tax revenue, a lot of different stuff. And it also it's just kind of a decent place to live. I mean, you mm-hmm. can it's it's beautiful uh you can go skiing you can do a lot of different stuff and it's expensive as shit to live there now i lived in colorado for four years uh and i lived in durango which is down in the lower left corner so but i've spent a lot of time in and around denver i love it it's a cool town other than having the broncos there it's all right (laughs) go chiefs yeah we just beat the are you wearing a Chiefs shirt aren't you i am all right well matt you know, thanks again for joining us. For those of you that are listening, get a, take a couple minutes and come find us on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube. We're getting ready to launch Start a Puzzle TV. Did you hear we started the TV show, Matt? And you're in it. That's what I heard. And um, you just have me to make fun of me. So whatever. No, it's not true, Matt. It's not true. You usually make fun of yourself, actually. Um, it's not. Yeah. And we've been filming you for the last three months. Surprise! Oh, shit. Yeah, you should put some pants on, dude. All right. All right, Matt. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me. All right. Thank you. See ya. Startup hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.
1: Like, we do it.